Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 53. In this episode, my friend and I talk about the Sabbath. We really start off talking about the concept of biblical fasting and about how both fasting and the Sabbath relate to this idea of sacrifice and giving something up so that you can rather focus on the satisfaction that you get from Christ. So if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hey man. How's it going? It's how's going it, well. How's everybody else doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Fine. I miss I missed he- hearing Eric go. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh so. Hi. Uh so we have a topic and we've also already done a lot of our catching up, so those of you who really enjoy our banter, I'm sorry, but uh, you don't get any. Or, alternatively, you could imagine <laughs> the banter that we had and then pretend like it's coming through the airwaves of like, I think they, they were bickering about this, this, and this. I mm. think they were talking about cotton candy flowers. Have you seen that? Like in Japan, they do the street street vendors will like spin the cotton candy with multiple colors and make it into like flowers and hearts. Well, the, the good news is is that they no longer have to imagine oh, no, useless banter because, no, no. <laughs> I value your childlike innocence. It uh, it keeps me bright and chipper. Mm. So, anyway, yeah. uh, are you doing good? I'm doing pretty good. In Just, Australia, uh, they call it fairy floss. I'm doing pretty good. Fairy floss. Okay, Fun well, candy. now I know. Uh, yeah, just had a good workout. Mm-hmm. And not going to lie, I feel kind of weak today and i think we were all expressing that sentiment i don't know if it's the barometric pressure one is or what time change that's not Ooh, that's not coming up is it it's like march 13th i think oh. so it's in like three weeks and geez. ash wednesday is coming up too oh really i thought so wait yeah that's that's coming huh is, yeah when is, is ash wednesday easter's later when is easter sunday and when is the sabbath Ooh, good transition. It is. But I actually am curious as to when Easter is. Is Ash Wednesday on the Sabbath? Hey Siri, when is... What? Is that's, Ash Wednesday on the Sabbath? That's part of my, like... Oh. That's part of my twist of, like, can it be? Mm. Or does the Sabbath have to be on Saturday? Oh, that is something March that we're going to March 2nd, talk about. first day of Lent. <clears throat> wow. Is Ash Wednesday, March, March 2nd. Because Easter's, uh, like, I think the 17th this year. April 17th, like, or late. You planning on giving anything up for Lent? I don't think so this year. Mm. I liked I liked Ash Wednesday. I liked that service, but then, like hearing about the Lenten period being about preparing, uh, like doing the works to prepare yourself for communion, I'm like, all oh, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I yeah, like the I mean, the idea is really cool, but again, I also am if we're going to do Lent and do it as fasting, I don't like when people give up vices. For Lent, because vices well, is something yeah, we should definitely. always be putting to death. Yeah. So that's that, something that I feel like I don't like that Catholicism does. We're like, oh yeah, I'm going to give up like lying for Lent. I'm like, you should give up <laughs> lying for life. <laughs> I remember talking about fasting at a, at youth group a few years ago. And it was like, you do not fast from sin. Sin yeah. is not something you fast from. Sin is something that you kill. And that's right? something that does need to be emphasized. Like you... Yeah. Yeah. Because... There, because 
one of the things I think that, that is beautiful with the way that they now do, that Lent traditionally is now done, I don't like the whole meaning <clears> behind it, but I think the idea of like a planned fast that comes around every year is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like that and they that do... And it's the whole community yeah, like doing it together. You know? One of the things I do like that they do is that on the Lord's Day, mm. you do not fast because that's a celebration. That's yeah. a feast day. Yeah. You're with the, you're in the presence of believers. You're you're celebrating the it's coming day of you know yeah. that the Lord will come back and it's always a party. So you always give up your fast on the Lord's Day. Huh. That's not included. So how do you break a fast and enjoy the things that you've been fasting from the whole week if it's a sin? Yeah. Like mm. if you're if you're fasting from, you know, uh starting bar fights how do you enjoy that on a sunday of like great now i get finally i can go fight people that i shouldn't be doing anyway on the lord's day which is sunday yes i'd like to point out um yeah that's that's a good thing to keep in mind but i i like i know our church does this uh like 21 days of prayer and fasting Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's cool why not just do 40 why not just do what christians have been doing for like over a thousand years I mean, I get that it's shorter and it feels like less to ask people to commit to, but part of me is like, well, then you get what you ask for, you know, if you're, if you, Mm. if you dial down the ask, then you get people who commit less. That's fair. You know, I do like also having days of fasting of like actual, like Like during the week, I get, not like during the week, but like for specific times. So I get, and I do agree with. And I like the idea of like fasting as a general sense, like you can fast from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there is a priority or a specificity in scripture given up that there is a food fast. Mm-hmm. Specifically, you're fasting from food. And I like doing a day of fasting for, for some like for dramatic occasions of actual like doing a food fast. Yeah. We did week. that. We did that um, as part of. So Converge called the Converge churches to do that um, for context. Converge is the used to be the Baptist General Conference. It's the general um, partnership of churches in, uh, that our, our church is part of, mm. they called that, um, when COVID first started, they had uh, all, they called all the pastors and all the churches. If they wanted to participate, all the converged churches were fasting on a Friday. Oh. Um, and, and I got to, and I was really cool to participate and pray that that would, that God would be pleased to remove this mm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, you could say, well, that didn't work. But I'm like, I think from a historical point of view, it kind of did. Because it, mm. this did not last for that long, considering other what it could have been or what other plagues are like. Um, I still think it needs to be pulled back more than what we're doing. Like, we're there's a lot of stuff still lingering from it that is, I think, a little overkill. That's a whole other day podcast. But um, I think I think either whether it works or not is not the problem. It's like it's not the thing. It's like it was a great day of praying regularly. Yeah, like, and knowing that all your brothers are also doing yeah. that thing. You know, it's like I know that yeah. I'm suffering in this way, and I'm also. Like I'm, I know that Bill or Tony yeah. or whoever, like our they're senior also... pastor, were doing it, or yeah. senior pastor, were doing it. like I knew so... there were other people doing it, and I think the but other... this was this was every Friday. No, no, this was just a single day. Oh, okay. Did like at okay. the very beginning. I like there. There's a part in the Didache where it says like you know on fasting, it's like you know as Christians we know we need to be fasting, and we're not like the Pharisees who just like you know fast every Tuesday and Friday, mm-hmm. like you know we're we're not like that. No, we fast on Mondays and Thursdays. It's like, wow, that's so weird. <laughs> that, is that is so weird it's that that's better. like the way that that sentence ends because mm-hmm. you're expecting them to be like, no, we do it, you know, as the Lord directs or we do it, mm-hmm. you know, only, 
during these maybe like specific dates but like it's it's like no it's just these days of the week mm. they're not like it's almost like they are gonna do it on those days well harumph we're not gonna do it on those days we're gonna do it on these other days just to yeah. be contrarian mm. but i think you know all of this i think is good like useful banter to get into the discussion of what we're talking about because i mm. think either way it's like look there's something regular that's like uh, I hear people refer to it as sacred time and space, mm. you know? And I think... The, like, Sunday morning is sacred time and space. I think seeing the intention of it, too. The fast is not for health. It's not for... Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> blood pressure. Achieving something or, or anything like yeah. that. It's to to set aside time to the Lord. Mm. And I think one of the things that I, I like to do that um, uh, I think is a really good practice is... No, you're you you're not eating because you're taking the time that you would be eating and cooking to focus on the Lord. But I think what I really enjoyed um, doing in the uh, previous fast that I have done is anytime you feel hunger pains, then that's a call to prayer. Mm, yeah. So you're like, I'm hungry. Let's pray. Yeah. And praying for the specific thing you're fasting about, not be like, yeah. Oh Lord, I'm hungry. Yeah. Like praying, be like, <laughs> you're like with the COVID things, like, Oh, I got a hunger pain. Lord, will you please be gracious to remove this? Mm. And then walk around the store. Man, I'm hungry. Okay, so that's, mm-hmm. it's in using that as like it's the it's the prodding to prayer, which that's also something that's kind of I feel like lost on us because uh, I, I remember thinking this the first time I really got into like the first time I really experienced a fast. It was like, oh, I'm going to take all the time that I would have been eating and I'm instead going to focus it on. And I'm like, well, the time that I would have been eating is like I'm in my car and I stop at McDonald's mm-hmm. and I'm in the drive through line for three minutes mm-hmm. and then I get my you know, full house, and mm. then I eat it in the car on the way to the other place. So we eat full in such a hurry. A full house junior is... Three bacon. No, no, no. It, what is this, Wendy's? Oh, you're McDonald's. Come on, I'm sorry. this is McDonald's. I missed that. Uh, three, I'm sorry, two McChickens and three McDoubles. Okay, so it's kind of that's, that's called a full house. That's what I get. Uh, Not to derail us, but have you seen the whole... That they came out with the menu hacks? No. So... This has been a thing going around for a while, like the secret menu McDonald's is not real, but they embraced it in the marketing campaign, and now they're, they're on the menu, the limited time menu is, you can do the menu hacks that people have been doing for years. However, they're not doing it for you. When you buy the menu hack one, you get the individual components and they tell you how to put it together. So it's not really like an item, it's just like, well, if, you order, if you order the Lancy and Air Burger, which has been a menu hack for like the last 10 years, mm. they give you a fish filet in its own container, a Big Mac in its own container, and then make chicken in its own container, and then like, and now you put it together. Wow! And, it's and this of, is being marketed. And it's marketing as like their limited time menu. I was like, no, you cook yeah. the food for me. Yeah, this is just like commercializing what used to just be a cool underground thing. Um, anyway, yeah. so and there's no purpose because like you already know about it, so there's no. If if you're in the ancient world or the medieval world, like preparing food and oh, sitting yeah. down and eating it, like that was a that yeah. was probably like a couple hours of your day. That's like, you know, you, you'd come home and especially like for a woman, you know, she had spent most, she had spent a lot of the day getting the food ready, you know, making like preparations for, if, especially like if you're having guests over, yeah, making bread is very labor intensive. And now we just like go to the cabinet and get, uh, you know, that's, get, that's get, fair. Um, well, or go to the freezer, get a microwave burrito, nuke it, eat it. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to spend those six minutes that I would have spent microwaving and eating that burrito. Mm. I'm going to spend that in the word. It's like, well, then you're not going to do much. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And that in in the sense that I don't think it's wrong or that I don't think people need to be fasting from sin, I do think it's super helpful when people say they're going to fast from things like social media or vi- you know, kids from video games or uh, you know, from from television, you know, especially for older people who watch a lot of television or the news. It's like that's something that might eat up 2-3 hours of your day. And yeah. so now you're giving a good chunk of time. Like, it's not like, oh, well, I'll just read, you know, Psalm 23. It's like, maybe I'll read Hebrews, mm. you know, and I'll read it slowly and I'll take some notes mm-hmm. as I go. And, I think uh, that's good being intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Man, I, one of the years during Lent, I did, like, gave up all the streaming services, gave, gave up all those. Oh, yeah. That was one of the single most difficult things. Really? That I've had. And it was convicting. So I don't want to say this is like a oh my gosh, I'm, I, it was so awful. Like, it it frustrated me about how difficult it was for me to do. Mm. There was like an eye-opening experience of like, it was uh, just six days a week of giving up and then I got to watch it on the weekend. Oh, but the amount yeah. of like, Dude, watch not it watching Sundays. Netflix, yeah, like not watching Netflix during the week, it was like, I'm like, it felt like <clears> my arm was cut off. I'm like, why is this so mm. difficult? And why is this dominating so, because I would be like, I would get home from work and be like, there's so many hours in the day. Yeah. Usually yeah. I get from home from work, I'm like, it's already night and I'm trying to go to bed because I was so zoned in to yeah, watching YouTube and, and Netflix and all that. Yeah. It was, I kind of want to do it again though because it was a rewarding time where you got like, mm. reading was a For lot Lent? easier to get cut. Maybe I might do it. Ooh. Um, but reading, you got cut up and on a lot quicker. There was a lot more quiet time. Yeah. And like, I wasn't as anxious and, and like flighty. My, I was able to focus a little bit better. Mm. Maybe I should just do that. I feel like... Although right now I only watch it, this is terrible, but I only watch it when I'm working. <laughs> so I only watch television when I'm working. I don't do it on really much on the off hours. Mm. Although I can get really sucked into YouTube. Yeah, man. And honestly, like, I remember, and I still kind of judge people whenever, like, especially kids, when it's like, oh, they're just on their phone. Yeah. And I'm like... That phone is a portal to every piece of information That's humans true. have ever gathered. Like, when I'm looking down at my phone, it's funny. Like, Nicole and I will be, uh, let's say, in the living room. And so, I think, so, for example, last night we watched a documentary um, mm-hmm. on, uh, like, one of those Planet Earth kind of documentaries. Oh, yeah, 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 And we watched that. And then afterwards, like, it just kind of finishes. And that was the last episode in the series. And then we're both just on our phone for a while. And Nicole, not last night, but sometimes she will say, like, oh, is it, like, doesn't it kind of stink that we're just on our phones? Like, is this okay? And I'm like, babe, I'm reading my Bible. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. or I'm, uh, you know, if, if I'm on YouTube, like, I'm watching a video on World War One or on the Rwandan genocide or on, mm-hmm. like, whatever. It's, like, my, I feel like very little of the time that I'm on my phone is wasted time. Mm-hmm. Um, even I, like I have one game on my phone, mm-hmm. and that's chess. And mm-hmm. so it's like if I if I bust out a couple of games of chess before bed, I don't feel as bad as if I had been playing Candy Crush. You know. Um, you know the one game I have on my phone. Is I have one Candy game Crush? on my phone, and it's Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, I only yeah. play it. This is legitimately. I mean, let me let me uh, make sure I'm accurate here, not hyperbolize. I want to make sure that I'm. Um, telling the truth and at least not lying. Um, shout out to what I was reading today. Um, okay, so so not not all the time, but most frequently, I'll say it that way. Most frequently, I'm it's playing only Candy while Crush. I'm working. Not while I'm 
<laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> no, it's when I go to get a, an oil changer, my car is in the shop at the oh, dealership. Really? I yeah. sit at the dealership and I play Candy Crush for an hour. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good thing to remember because a lot of times it's like, oh, you're on the phone all the time, you know, like yeah. playing with your phone. But it's like, you, last night we were looking up like were restaurants open or closed or not. Yeah. And regardless of that, you'd been on the dial-up phone a hundred years ago, you know, yeah. it's like you would have yeah. been calling it, not a hundred years ago, but like 50 years ago, <laughs> you'd been calling it and it would have been an activity you were doing. Yeah. Um. So I think there is, there, there does need to be like a balance of, it can be dangerous, but it can be a tool for good. Yeah. And I think it, I think a lot of that has to do with. Uh, your addictions. Now, I will say, um, I've heard John Piper say about, like, one of the things about smartphone is people develop an addiction to novelty. It's mm. like, just whatever's new information. It's like, oh, what's the latest on the Ukraine-Russia situation? What's the latest on, mm-hmm. you know, the queen getting mm-hmm. COVID? Or, you know, what's the, what's the latest on this, that, or the other? And it's like, you know, you don't have to be informed about everything. That's you know, true. like maybe, maybe Russia, Ukraine, if, if World War Three happens, which I don't think it's going to. Even um, still, though, what am I going to do? Yeah, true. It's like there are people, honestly, well, no, I'm not sure if I want to say it. So, but with, with a lot of these things, it's like, oh, if, if the queen dies, who, who are the next like three people in line for the crown? And it's easy for me to bust on that because that's something I genuinely don't care about. But mm-hmm. it's like there are plenty of things where I'm like, oh, I got to keep up with this beef between these two celebrities or yeah. whatever it is, which again is something I don't care about. What's something I care about that is legitimately not important? I do like that you say that. Because I, I don't that. watch sports, and that's a huge waste of time it really for is. whoever watches sports. <laughs> uh, um, what were you going to say? I was saying that's interesting you brought that up, because I, I see those as 100% parallel of royalty um, has become celebrities. Yeah, It's yeah. the same way we treated royalty, the same way as we're treating royalty. So it's like going from the, the gossip about the uh where the king and queen would, would who the next king mm, and queen would be mm-hmm. like the kind of the same like what the kardashians are doing mm. um we treat it the same yeah we give them this like elevated pedestal of respect it's like but why yeah why are they respect it's like almost like they're because like, the way we do relatives like because they're born into it what have they accomplished yeah you know um yeah so this is a good little episode on fasting i know i was gonna say it's like we can we've done a whole we're going to do a whole episode on this, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the big things is, like you were saying, doing it together with people. Mm-hmm. Doing it in a time period where you can think, like, I know I'm suffering right now, but my wife is also giving something up. You know, whether it's mm-hmm. social media or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know I'm suffering right now. I know, or I know I'm physically hungry right now. Like, I really... I'm not used to being this hungry, but I know my pastor is also going through this. I know my, um, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my small group leaders is also going through this. So I I really do think that there is something valuable, almost to the extent that it's like, I almost kind of wish that Christians did still have a day every week of fasting. Like if it was every Thursday or if it was every Friday or whatever, it's Mm -hmm. like just every, every Thursday, we're not going to eat. And, Mm -hmm. um. I think I was reading about, like, the Eastern Orthodox Catholic calendar. Like, if you abide by that calendar, I think there's a hundred days in the year that you don't eat. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, Because there's so many, like, saints holidays. And then Lent, like, certain days during Lent. I mean, Lent's a full 40, so that's... Well, but it's not that you don't eat for the full 40 days. Um, 
but I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, you're... So, yeah, on average... Well, not consecutively, but Lent is 40 days of fasting. The Sundays that you have off are extra days. So Oh, okay, Lent, so Lent, Lent is, like, Easter 45 is like days? 46 or days. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I learned that recently. Huh. That they, they factor in I those, learned that they even each, more recently. They factor, they factor each of those I mean Sundays. Right now. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the last... When I checked it, because I was March looking up... March 2nd, and then when is Easter? Like, I think... Uh, the April like seventeenth or eighteenth. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, that's that is definitely true, huh? They they, they factor in uh, that you eat on Sundays. Easter is the eight. Uh, yeah, but 17th, still, 17th. I I think the idea. I'm I'm not saying it's impossible, but the idea that oh you're not going to eat for six days, you're only going to eat on Sunday, and then for six days you're not going to eat. That's hard. you, like yeah, you Russian peasant. Who's going to be out there? Oh, like, yeah. Like, you're a serf, and you're going to be, like, tilling the land. It's not me, like, at my desk job or, like, mm-hmm. as a teacher or whatever. Like, oh, I'm getting kind of woozy. I'm going to lay down. It's like, push that plow forward. We don't have an That's ox true. this year, and you have to break up the that, ground. I wonder how that was. That was so, it wasn't I, like, was it like Ramadan? I, I would imagine, you, was that? Was it like Ramadan where you, you just, you don't eat when the sun's when up? When the sun's up. Maybe. But honestly, be. that strikes me that. as something that maybe, like, monks would practice. Mm-hmm. And that it would be like, hey, everyone, this would be a good thing if we could do it. But I know, like, I know Lent for a lot of people, like, wasn't it that um, the Catholic Church, it basically became, um, you're not, you you eat, but you're not allowed to eat any meat except for on Fridays you can eat fish. I think right? so. What's all this then? Oh, it's just YouTube. Yeah. Death starring. Go away, homie. David. What's woo, 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 what's woo, happening? Woo, woo, woo. Oh, Are you man. with us? I thought it was a lot more people here. No. Did you check the parking lot? Uh-uh. By which I mean my driveway? You're welcome to join us. We're talking about fasting and then the Sabbath. Oh, that sounds like an excellent podcast I'll listen to. All right. Oh, well, and David's out. I feel like he needs a intro-outro music. I'll probably edit that out. Uh, you know how to do that? It's incredibly easy. Um, so I wonder if like Lent was less on food, but yeah, there is a thing of you. Eat, I know you eat fish on Fridays. That's why they do for Lenten the season, fish sandwich. All the Catholic churches have great fish fries. At least oh, in the Midwest, they do. I was gonna say that's the reason why McDonald's has the fish sandwich during Lent specifically. Oh yeah, which is crazy. And they usually do deals on it too. It's like Jesus even colonized McDonald's. Yeah, all the, like, the when I was it's in, enough to make you post millennial. When I was in Louisville, because there's a strong Catholic presence there. The place I worked at, it was so funny to go through the trash. Like when I would be dumping out the trash, every single time Friday, the trash cans of all the Catholics had fillet of fish, and I'm like, legitimately, like, <laughs> they weren't like, like, oh, I'm gonna cook some fish and bring it for dinner. It was like, ah, fillet of fish. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we need to. All nice McDonald's. <laughs> we need to. Um. I, I want to fast again. It's been a while since I fasted, mm-hmm. but I want it to be. Honestly, I feel like I wanted to be in the summer when I'm not, like, I, I feel like during the school year, mm-hmm. I eat my lunch in a rush while I'm also doing schoolwork, mm-hmm. and I eat my bre- I don't eat breakfast, and then dinner, like, dinner is a nice sit-down time, but it's like, okay, and then I'm with Nicole, so I feel like in the summer I'd like to do another instituted fast. But you're also not supposed to talk about your fasting, so now yeah. I can't fast in the summer. I wouldn't say necessarily start about, I feel like it's it's start about like the braggadociousness yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Because that was something that I was going to say of with, if we're going to talk about like biblical fasting and what 
the what the guidelines are because there's there's a there's ways to adapt it and change it it doesn't always have to be food but i think one of the main guidelines that jesus talks about is and i see i saw this a lot like when i was in my undergrad at a christian school and people were giving things up and doing the fastings and all like for lent because it was you know just like a fun thing to do i guess where it seems spiritual but what i saw constantly was like all these people that were fasting all they talked about was like, oh man, I'm fasting from, from sweets. I want that. I wish I had a cookie. That cookie looks so good. Oh man, I wish I had a cookie. It so sucks. I can't have one. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks so much. Oh, this is terrible. This is so terrible. I wish I had it. Oh, I just wish I could. And that's, that's <laughs> like, what I think up. Jesus is saying. Is like, like the point of the fast, if the point of the, yeah. if, if the, or not the point of fast, if the fasting only, if it's only achievement is that it puts your focus more on the thing you gave yeah. up then you've completely done it wrong. And if it makes you miserable. Yeah. It's like the point is you're supposed to find satisfaction yeah. in the goodness of God. And like that's actually um I don't know. I I kinda wanna I kinda wanna fast this year for Lent. Not like well I, I would like to do some full food fasts as well. Like some fast from all mm -hmm. food like on certain days. Um maybe not every week but um like what what is what's something to fast from? Um, I might fast from not being married. That would be great. I like wish. if you could be married by March second, which is or in engaged. a week and uh, maybe not. That might be a tough target. A few days, yeah. Um, I think I do think that a week and two days. Time killer is just a good thing to fast from. For yeah. me, for me at least, because there are. And I don't mean that like a generic sense. For me, I know the things that would legit. I could point to like this is a time killer. This is a time waster. Mm. Um, I think what's it? What is a good a good idea? Something to fast from. Um, honestly, the first thing for me, which I think is an answer that you're going to enjoy too much, from knowing you. What's that? Going to the parks would be an interesting fast. Ooh, for me. wow! Um, we could have so much fun. The trouble, not going to the parks together. <laughs> the trouble, the trouble with it is, is it, it, it could be a good fast, but I feel like it honestly wouldn't make a huge difference because you're fasting six days a week and then off on the seventh. And I Sunday's only, the day that you usually I, go. I only yeah. go Saturday, Sunday, maybe. Sometimes mm -hmm. I might do a Friday after. I like there are <clears> three <throat> days a week that I tend to go, and usually it's one of those on a weekend. It's not each day on the weekend. Like, mm. That's becoming mm. rare, more rare, rare. So I feel like, yeah, it'd be good to kind of distance myself, but I'm not going nearly as free. Especially when you consider some people that go where they're going like three or four times. For Like people that, like yeah. me that are interested and in, they're going like three or four times a week. That would make more of a difference. Um, I really enjoy it and I talk about it a lot, but I, for a Disney event, I don't go that much. Because mm. my, my nights are booked. Yeah. Um, that, I'm not saying I wouldn't be willing to do it. I just feel I feel like it would be a good. It would be the first thing I think of, but I I don't know if it would be like the most effective because I don't want to fast in a way where it's like, hey, I'm fasting, and for the majority of the time, my life hasn't changed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's the way I feel with with a with a couple things. When my my dad was getting uh his acid reflux looked at, and they told him you need to give up one. Just he's like, here's the top three things that kind of cause things causes like coffee alcohol tomatoes uh things like that like give up uh and chocolate and, and they gave him a big list like you know just try to give up one you know instead of getting rid of all of them and see if that helps and my dad was like so i'm gonna give up tomatoes i'm like that's the, out of all the list of things that's the one that you don't eat tomatoes yeah you don't like to huh. like 
that's not gonna it's not gonna make what the doctors are saying <clears throat> pick one it's not just pick one from the list and you'll get better you're yeah. not if you're already not eating this it's you've already cut it out yeah yeah you're not doing any extra yeah. help for yourself um I feel like reddit might be a good thing for me to fast yeah. from which I say but it's like I really do honestly I feel like my interactions with it are uh pretty healthy in that I, I have rules around it like I don't have an account mm -hmm. and so I it's not personalized I'm basically just reading the front page of like the mm -hmm. newspaper mm -hmm. um and I only I don't have the app so you don't have infinite scroll. It's just a browser. And so you just, you know, you have, I think, mm -hmm. uh, 25 posts. And I, I only go one page deep. So mm -hmm. I, I only go to the first page. Mm -hmm. And I only do it three times a day. So it's like I do it at the beginning of mm -hmm. the day. I'll do it, like, maybe right when I get off of work. And mm -hmm. then I'll do it at the end of the day. Um, that sounds so, like, old-fashioned. Like, I'm reading my newspaper morning edition. I'm reading my newspaper evening edition. Yep. Pretty much. So it's like I... I but I do see, I do feel like it becomes a sink anyway, because I can spend a lot of time, yeah. like if you go, and I, I don't have an account, so I can't leave comments, but like I'll go into the comments section and watch people like discuss things or wage war against each other or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And um, so, but it's like at the same time, I really do feel like I benefit from it. I really do feel like I stay abreast of the news and I, um, like I learn things on it and you know, every once in a while I just see a cute, like, puppy video, and I show mm -hmm. Nicole, yeah. and she's like, oh, can we go and, like, Get can we watch more of those? <laughs> or That's sweet. For I don't one. think we want a puppy right now. Having a baby, like, mm -hmm. so imminently on its way, don't think this would be the time to get a puppy. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a great time to get a puppy is when your child is, like, five. Because yeah. then, like, they will live, like, statistically the child and the dog will live together for like the dog's entire life. And then probably right when the child is, you know, getting to be like 16, 17, 18. Idea. Yeah. Like they'll be able to that confront the death of not just like the idea of death as such, but like the death of a close live in companion that they have all these memories with, you know? So I think it that is prepares them for yeah. the real world. That know? is such a great, idea of using a dog as a pedagogical tool for grasping with death the hey, death man. of a loved one call me a stoic oh like, that's what i'm i am uh, appreciative of is that i found someone that also doesn't want dogs ever oh really yeah so that's a that's cats a great point. do you want cats not really not big pets people mm, so okay. that's like yeah a, that's that's I harder that's harder to find the people who are like especially like dogs. indoor yeah. pets i don't mind some outdoor pets i i actually like the idea of having an outdoor dog if we had more property mm -hmm. But, it's uh, nice when you own because most most apartments and rental places <clears throat> will charge pet rent. I'm like, they're not having a job. They're not going to pay me rent. Yeah, but there's a risk of like damaging property. Oh yeah, of course. And so on their end, of course. But I would look at the dog each month and be like, "You're going to pay my rent." Oh yet? okay, yeah. No, um, I get what you mean. No, no, I I think it is. It's legitimate. Like you should do a pet deposit and a pet rent. Yeah. Because you never get it back. Yeah. Um, especially with indoor and all that. Mm. Uh. But yeah, it's I th I want to try to find something that's like I don't want I it's I don't want to find something that is uh, a sin, but I do want to find something that pulls enough of my focus. So dogs. So I think I, what I could do is, uh, instead of saying no parks, no research about the parks. 
Yeah. That's that that actually sucks more. In my wow, time. man! Like reading the blogs and reading all that, that wow. would be a more significant fast for me, and I would be willing to do that because I do feel like it is a waste of time. Like I don't need to know every single dining thing and every single dessert that ever comes out, and it also would make it more enjoyable in the future too because then I'm not like, oh, I already knew that. Like the actual like like life will actually surprise <clears throat> me, but I feel You're like just that. Like... Oh, I how delightful. It, it convicts me of, like, when people talk about how, well, the first thing they do when they get up in the morning is look at Facebook or check Instagram. Yeah. And it convicts me of, I have a reminder on my phone because my I try to do five times a day of, like, scheduled prayer. Not that the only times a day I pray, mm -hmm. but five mm -hmm. times of scheduled prayer. I'm working at developing that discipline, so I have reminders on my phone. You set alarms on your phone? I, yeah, That's I set great. reminders that, That's that alarm awesome. pops, up, pops up. And uh, in the morning, I pray that, you know, I would cling to Christ and I would follow him today and he would, <clears> you know, kind of... <clears throat> me from wandering away from him and all but what's what's tough for me is like i'm glad that that's that that's where i'm trying to gravitate my first thing in the morning but the first thing in the morning for me is instead of like facebook or instagram is mm. what's disney food blog say did there was there any new food news did there, there any like new blogs that posted about like anything cool wow and so that any interesting of, new desserts at the polynesian basically yeah basically that because there's a there's there can be a huge like FOMO drive for me of like missing out. I want to oh, know man. if there's a great dessert that I really want to try. I enthusiastically miss out on all of that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there's a, most of the times for me, it's like, I really want to enjoy and find and find things. Not, not, I'm not going to go and get all of it, but yeah. I want to sift through for the gold nuggets that I want to find. But there are times where I'm like, I can miss out. It's okay. It's, it's one of those things like baseball or like, uh, you know, they say, What's better than having a pool is having a friend who has a pool, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like with baseball, I do not care to follow baseball. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think it's great to sit down and watch a baseball game with a guy who really understands baseball. Fun. Like, powerfully understands it. And they're under they're t talking about, yeah, this the reason that they're actually switching out their pitcher at this point is because this batter has a history of hitting, you know, mm -hmm. left-handed pitchers at you know, 14% less mm -hmm. than if, and it's like, they, they explain all that stuff to you and you're like, wow, that is, that is so cool that there's all yeah. these, this intentionality behind it. Or like with the food blogs, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to follow any of that, but every once in a while I get to go out to a restaurant with you and you yeah. get to fill me in on like the history. There's cool stuff. You're like back, you know, in 1971, when this w was first started. Back the, in 1971. When the official document that disbanded the Beatles was signed on Disney World property. In the Polynesian. In the Polynesian. That I know that's, because I was hanging out with you two that's days such ago. A <laughs> that's such a fascinating fact. There's so many crazy, like, interesting things. But at the same time, I think I might try to do that of not, not going on blogs and watching the blogs. Hmm. That'll be tough. Yeah. it's such an interesting time waster of like, oh, watch other people's vacations. I feel like the things I do to waste time are like watch stupid videos about like Otto von Bismarck or the... Oh, I'm the, definitely keeping those. That's my Or like my the love. Sassanid Persian Empire or something. Like I, I watch so much history content, man. I and love it. I want to... Do you have any good it's, recommendations? It's like I am, I am so much smarter and more well-informed of a person because of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like my theology is so much better because of YouTube. And it's like that's such a weird thing to have to say. But at the same time, platform. like, it's so amazing. Like, we are living in the golden age of information. Yeah, Like, no, no one has access to information at the rate that we do. I, uh, what were you going to say? I, I was saying, I'm definitely keeping my watching the history. Yeah. 
Oh, do you have any recommendations for a good one? Because I love oversimplified. I love history buffs. Oh, I... History buffs is a fun one if you love his historical movies and picking them to pieces, which I love to watch a historical movie and be like, what was what was going on here? Let me talk to you after yeah. and like get you some recommendations oh. of, of specific channels that I really like. Shout out um, then for my two channels. Yeah. They're not mine, but they're like ones I really <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, oversimplified is is great. History um, buffs is hilarious. Yeah. I'll, and really uh, informative. So it's like, that's how I waste time. I mean, I can say no chess, but honestly, I play like maybe two games of chess a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, and and I don't I don't take as much time on them as I should. So that's maybe like five ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, that's not negligible now that I'm thinking of it. Every once in a while, I think, man, I should I should delete this app off my phone. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't have Candy Crush on my phone, so. <laughs> And I've partnered like I, with the. I think I'm Beals fine having this one. <laughs> by taking Candy Crush. Pretty much, yeah. It is that serious. Hmm. No. Um. So, I, man, yeah, I would say. I think one of the one of the things I think is really great with fasting is, I really do think it's it's underused in the Western Church for one, mm. or at least for the American Church. But I think one of the great disciplines is what we're doing now. The great mm. things for fasting is that you sit through and you sift through your life and say, what's actually important. Yeah. What actually is helping me and not? Because I think that's something that I'm trying to focus on more now of what's the utility of it mm-hmm. in emotion? Is this anxiety, does it have any utility? Is it helping yeah. me? Is this depression have any, any utility? Is it actually is helping it me? Is it invoking yeah. or provoking me to action? That what I was talking about that with someone the other night where it's like, is that going to help fix the problem? Because you're f- focused on this problem and you're going to spiral out and worry about it and be anxious over it. Is the anxiety going to fix it? And mm. they're like, no. Like, So why do it? Mm. If you know it, if you already know before you start that it's yeah. not going to work, what in the world would you do it for? Yeah. Um, so I think that's something that's helpful to be like, what would be good to... Which can definitely be easier said than done. Oh, 100%. But, said yeah. Because that's like getting into that lower intellect. Yeah. The, um, the intelligent body. But I think what the... Yeah, exactly. I think what you want to <laughs> do is that you want to be talking to it and saying, yeah, hey... Or like you're talking to your, because I'm telling you as a rational person, what you need to be doing is telling the other thing inside yourself, hey, this isn't actually working. Yeah, um, it's not helpful. I Man, think that, speaking of like self-deprivation, it's like uh, people who, I, I don't really meditate. I hear people say that there's benefits to like meditating and t- mm-hmm. trying to have a point where you like consciously try to clear your mind. But they say it's so impossible to just not have a conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's always this conversation that you're having with yourself and then you try to stop it. And literally, like, you know, you can say, I'm going to stop this conversation for five minutes and just sit here. And then, like, 17 seconds in, you're already in the middle of a new conversation with yourself mm-hmm. about, like, oh, man, what am I doing after this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I got to get groceries on the way home for work or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's like you just never stop talking. So I'm not saying fast or meditate in that specific way i don't think that's a helpful way to meditate mm-hmm. um i i much prefer the i think a more scriptural mm-hmm. concept of meditation is like pick a aspect of god or a reality a gospel reality or you know a passage of scripture and just chew on it like mm-hmm. you know meditate on that truth meditate on god's judgment of edom you know badiah or meditate on god's omnipresence you know mm-hmm. as such um, i think a good way to even with the modern way that they talk about meditating because it is helpful to like calm like bring yourself calm mm-hmm. is if they just call it focus instead of yeah. meditation because you're not yeah. trying to like 
shut everything else out. You're trying to focus on one thing. Yeah. And so when your mind does drift, you, what you're trying to do is pull it back. Yeah. Not like, because I think transcendental meditation is a, is at best a joke, at worst inviting demons to Oof. like come and play with you. Hmm. That's where you're trying to empty. But real meditation yeah. is focus. Yeah. I want to focus on my breathing. I want to focus on a thought. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what you're talking about, like, focus on a biblical passage, but where you're not letting your mind wander, or at least, and it's not like a harsh thing. It's like when your mind wanders, you're like, no, we're focused on this right mm -hmm. now. No, we're focused. Mm -hmm. We're bringing it back in. Um, I do think that is a helpful practice because you always want to have something to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, uh, and then the way that that gets hijacked again by transcendental meditation is the mantra. Well, mm. let's make the focus thing so nothing Yeah. that now you're getting closer and closer into empty. Yeah. You don't want to be empty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, nature do, want, you do want to slow down mm. because I do think there's a lot in scripture about slowing mm. or stopping, which is the or definition resting. of Sabbath. Huh. Um, I was totally fine to just keep talking about fasting. I do think fasting and Sabbath yeah. are kind of going hand in hand because you're giving something up for the sake of focusing on God, yeah. which is what the Sabbath should be. Yeah. And what was the intent of the Sabbath was to stop what you were doing, sacrifice what you're doing, fast from what you were doing. Yeah. So that, so it literally is like a, a work fast that was one day a week. Yeah. Well, and especially like you look at the, the hustle culture and it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, any, any day off is an opportunity to um, advance your side hustle. You know, it's like yeah. this, this other like we can't just have hobbies we have to have side hustles it's like the thing that mm. i used to just enjoy no i gotta find a way to make money off of that and mm. uh it's like man why would you take it yeah productivity. like why would you why would you waste a day and it's like man i i talk to my students about this it's like look i don't make as much money as i might like to but god takes care of me i'm not i do not harbor resentment or bitterness about the the amount of money that i make but it's like i have such a good work-life balance and that's with two mm -hmm. jobs mm -hmm. you know that's with a full-time job and a part-time job which is a ministry um i feel like i have such a great work-life balance i get to spend a good amount of time with my wife um, i get to just you know enjoy hobbies and things like that um and if it's like if i was trying to optimize my efficiency then yeah i'd probably work other days mm -hmm. but i i don't want to mm -hmm. you know i think that's a good principle that the Sabbath is trying to teach is that it's almost it, it, it's almost like uh, brilliant that God put that in there. <laughs> it's almost brilliant. Uh, because the Sabbath teaches you that maybe your whole life isn't about being the most absolute optimized. Yeah. Efficient. Every second. Yeah. Every second is a machine to make it faster and faster. And you always have to be earning more and more and more and saying maybe there is a balance to it. Mm. There's something for me that for the longest time, I was uh, frustrated by or would, would grumble about, and I, you know, I want to, I want to do all things about grumbling and complaining. But still, <laughs> in my weakness, was grumbling about Chick Fil A being closed on Sunday because the one mm. time I always want Chick Fil A <laughs> when I crave a chicken sandwich is on the Lord's Day. Yeah, and they were closed, and more and more as I'm reflecting on it, and like, and even up to now, I chew on it. It's like that's such a brilliant thing mm -hmm. that they're closed on that day because. That place, have it you ever been to, desire. <laughs> have you, that's true, but have you ever been to Chick-fil-A and had not been slam-packed mm. with, I'm going to borrow a hilarious video I love, with a sinful glut 
of cars <laughs> shoving themselves in to come to this chicken sandwich place. They're making money. Yeah. Like, they're making money hand over well, fist. Yeah, think, so they make more money than KFC or Popeyes or yeah. any other, like, chicken fast food franchise. And, and they work 52 fewer business days a year. That's, and that's, like, that's, that's so my, magical. That's my know? point that I was going to say is, like, and so my side is, like, you could be making so much more if you were open on yeah. Sunday. If you, even if you just, like, were like, hey, I know non-Christians um, mm. work for Chick-fil-A. Let's have them have it open yeah. and let the Christians have Sunday off. Only Muslims are working on Sunday. Or you can, you know, you can, you can be like, oh, we'll open to whatever day you want off a week. We'll be flexible. But we'll give yeah. everybody at least sure one day off, day off yeah. that's on their specific yeah. holy day. Um, but more and more, I'm like, no, it's brilliant. Because instead of them being open every single day, they are sacrificing profit showing that something's more yeah. important well and just as much profit as you can get and they're doing fine it, it's such a it's such a massive i, I don't want to say like advertisement but it's like if you if it's sunday and you drive past a chick-fil-a like they pull their blinds down and the whole place is just shut down the mm-hmm. lights aren't on and that pocket of like that chick-fil-a that pocket of reality being not lit up and the, the shades pulled and everything stands out amidst all of the clamor and like you know the big flashy blinking signs loud yeah yeah so it's um and i just every time i think because i often think that as well like oh man chick-fil-a is closed today i would i would really Mm -hmm. like to just pop by and get a you know a -hmm. club and two large fries and Mm -hmm. chocolate shake or whatever but it's like you don't you don't get to and then Mm -hmm. immediately behind that is the thought of like man how great is it that all their employees are enjoying a day off right now and And i just remember how how amazing it was for me that being my first job and i never had to have an awkward conversation with my boss about like look i want to be in church on sundays like to me i'm just so you know i'm a christian to me this is the lord's day and and i don't want to uh like please don't ask me to work i never had to have an awkward conversation where they say like look, we know that this is, like, a big deal for you, but we're understaffed, and we really just need it this one time. Like, can you please help us? Like, I never had to do that. The other know? thing that I just dawned on me that blows my mind having, again, this I... This is a Chick-fil-A podcast. I know. Oh, my gonna... gosh. Can you imagine if you if you fasted from Chick-fil-A, you wouldn't get oh. to have it on Sunday. Ooh. So you just have to straight fast from it. It would just it. be like giving up Chick-fil-A. But... Oh. You can't, yeah. you, you can't, you, yeah. why, why, you got to support the Lord's people. Yeah. You, know? you don't, you don't give what's precious to dogs. Why cast pearls before <laughs> swine? You don't give up Chick-fil-A. Yeah. But one of the things that just dawned on me that is like, whoa, that's a cool business. Uh-huh. After having worked in retail and I do, I do some people like everyone should at some point for work at least a year in a retail customer service facing job. Fast food. Fast yeah. food, retail, store, something like yeah. that. Um, heavy customer service, heavy volume kind of job. After we worked with that, that means that if you're working at Chick-fil-A, no one there and you will you will never and no one else around you will ever have to work ten days in a row. Yeah. Which exactly. retailers frequently yeah. have to I've I've worked when yeah. it was eight days I had to work before my like I I yeah. at the end of it I got a three day weekend because they still go to but there's been times I've worked like seven, eight days in a row mm-hmm. um with no days off in between. That can't happen at you. That's just telling me that yeah. cannot happen at you. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot. Like I, I remember even when I started coming to our church, I was still working into Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. and uh, I would hear people say, "Oh my gosh, I'm just so tired. This is my 14th shift, like my 14th day straight working," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Huh? Well, I've had at least two days off since they've, you know, started working." 
and uh and and that's so beautiful yeah you know to for a company to like sacrificing. I, I i just think if chick-fil-a were to open on sundays it would become just any other restaurant yeah it's like you'd, it would be exactly like every other restaurant mm-hmm. and um I, I'm convinced that they, they're more productive. And, and this goes back to, like you were saying, the genius of instituting the Sabbath. It's like, if you're the type of person who burns the candle at, at both ends, like maybe you make more money. But dude, I feel like there's got to be a cost somewhere. And if that cost is like you're not spending the time with your wife that you should, mm-hmm. or you're going to wind up shaving years off the end of your life because yeah. you're not sleeping. You're not mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not you're taking not time to recover. Your body fails. You know, maybe you're just like you're kind the, of a disagreeable person in general to be around. Yeah, like I like I was watching. It's like that make with, all the money you want. Who I, cares? I was watching that uh, like a small clip with Jordan Peterson talking about CEOs, and he said, and the the small percentage of men that are hyper focused on their careers and become CEOs are usually highly disagreeable people that are not fun to be around. Yeah. So yeah. you you kind of forego a social life because people. It's not that you like can't have it or you can't make time for it. It's like even if you did. People don't really like being around you because you only yeah. are focused on one thing. Yeah, it's like the job selects for that. Yeah. You know? Um, so I do think that there's a, a, a brilliance to that because you give this sacrifice, but it's inviting you to something better. But it is a sacrifice you have to make because you could be yeah. more productive. You could be making more money. Uh-huh. You are you could be using your time more valuably, but you're like pouring it out on the ground. Yeah. And that's yeah. what Chick-fil-A is doing. They're pouring that money on the ground. And I think that's wonderful because the benefits yeah. are so much greater. And the thing is, like, I'll go by and say, dang, it's closed on Sunday. But I live. And I get it Monday. Uh-huh. Like, I don't die. Like, it's not the worst case scenario. So even as customers, it's like, oh, that wasn't the worst thing ever that mm. a business was closed. Yeah. I don't need a 24-hour business. Is, is that a biblical reference of pouring it out on the ground? I was thinking a drink offering is poured out. Okay. Because, and again... Does it get poured on the ground or on the altar? Uh, I thought drink offerings were poured out on the ground. Okay. Paul talks about himself being poured out as a drink offering. Okay. The point of the drink offering is uh, the sacrifice of it, of, like, this you could You don't be, get it back. Yeah, yeah, this could be used, and you're, and you're quote-unquote, yeah. wasting it. Yeah. Um, I just think of pouring out a 40 for the homies. It's kind of that principle. <laughs> At least that's how I remember it. Like, it kind of sounds like that. But there, there's, there's probably a translation of the Bible poured, somewhere. Poured, it says, I am, poured out, I am poured out like a 40, 40 for the homies. But I think that that's, that's, part, of, that's part of Sabbath. Because I think a lot of times I hear Sabbath and I hear people talk about it or interpret it as in, like, it's for you to rest and relax and recoup and whatever you need. And, like, it, there's part of it that it is a call to sacrifice, that you could be more productive. And I think I hear a lot of people who talk about not doing a Sabbath and mm. just saying, like, Jesus is our general rest. And yeah. so we're, we're resting from striving to find salvation. We're resting from having to war against our sins. Jesus gives us freedom and rest. Mm-hmm. And so we rest in the fact that we know we're forgiven. And from that rest, we can do tons. And I oftentimes, my cynic side um, comes out and goes, it sounds to me, I'm not saying it is, or that they're thinking this way, but it just seems really suspicious because it sounds to me like people who are are those hyperactive, mm. always working CEO types are using, and they're pastors that are in the office that are like that, where they're constantly working and working on sermons and doing a lot and working a lot. Um, it sounds like they're interpreting that because it uh, it gives value to what they're doing. Mm. It mm-hmm. kind of excuses the behavior of constantly working yeah but the problem that i find with that is a pastor is primarily an example so if you're constantly working you're either 
telling your congregation they should be doing that or making them feel awful that they can't. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't be. Like, you should set an example. I think um, if you are a boss or in, in some position of leadership, you should set an example of rest and quit, of mm-hmm. and clocking out. Mm-hmm. I love that the, the former president of the seminary I went to, um, a Western Seminary, he taught a class on uh, loving God and loving others and how to care for and all these things with with all the relationships in your life um, in, a, in a biblical Christ-centered way. And one of the things he said is setting an example. Um, and we can do things in, in ways that we're not intending, but it just comes off. Mm. So we think it's a great thing to set an example of, like, I'm working hard into the night because I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. But he said if he tries to show up um, on time when everyone else is showing up, so instead of being there, like, 6, 6 a.m., like, showing up with everybody else, if he has extra work, he's like, I'll do it at home. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do stuff at home, and then I'll come into the office. Yeah. And then if he's like, and then he says, if at 5 p.m., when everyone in the office, all the secretaries are clocking out, if I have work to do, I'm putting in my briefcase, and I'm going to do it at home and work it work until 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. that night. Mm. But at 5, if it's clocking out, I he's like, I if we're clocking at 5, at 4.58, uh, I tend to be packed up and walking out. So I want to be the first mm. one is because what I don't want to do is force all my secretaries to have to walk past my office as I look at them and yeah. they're leaving. Yeah. Because that's, that's a tough thing. It's like, oh, I feel weird about Pressure. Leaving. Yeah. So I love that example of a boss being like, it does set an example of, it's okay to go home. It, yeah. It's clocking out time. I'm not seeing it as like, oh, you have to do this secret law uh, or secret um, code of you're working extra hours and that's mm-hmm. what gets you ahead. Like, you, you should be able to get ahead working the hours, the that, hours that you're on. scheduled yeah 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 huh yeah i'm uh i clock out at 3 30 pretty much like i i'm mm-hmm. a i'm able to clock out that's when i'm allowed to clock out is 3 30 and so i clock out at 3 30 mm-hmm. and i go home and mm-hmm. you know i spend time with nicole or i uh you know a lot of times i'll have pursuit stuff to be working on or if it's wednesday i'll just pretty much go home change and go straight to the church but it's like uh, I'm the first person at my school, except for the custodian. I'm I'm the first person there, um, you know, in the morning, and I clock in and I get right mm-hmm. to work. And at the end of the day, if I have a pile of work left to do, I just leave, and yeah. then I get there early where there's no one around to bother me with follow up questions, asking you know new questions, whatever. I I work my way through that pile, and I then I get ready for the the mm-hmm. day ahead. And I have teachers that, like, resent me for that. Like, they they, mm. they resent me. And part of it's like, oh, we wish you would also coach a sport or, mm-hmm. you know, do a extracurricular type of activity. And, like, I've had a guy get really kind of passive-aggressive with me, and it, it, it breaks my heart. But he, he'll say, like, uh, he, he said, and I'm like, this is the kind of... Um, this is the kind of thing you only say if you're in, like, fundamentalist circles because it just would come off as so uh, harsh otherwise. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, and he said it almost like jokingly, so Mm -hmm. it's not like he was calling me out or whatever, and it was just the two of us. Uh, But he said, hey, you know, like one day you're going to go to heaven and, you know, God's going to pull out all the the time cards and all the overtime sheets and, you know, you're not going to have any overtime. And uh, like kind of joked with me about that. But I know that this guy really does resent me for not, putting and it's like dude do you think i go home and play Fortnite? like Mm -hmm. do you think that i'm going home and and like you know playing video games or scrolling through social media or whatever Mm -hmm. like i i uh i make the most of my time while still you know enjoying the sabbath and for me it's great 
you know, that I actually enjoy my wife. I know, mm-hmm. um, I know there are people that like they're, they have a, a wife, but not necessarily a friend to go home to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love that I go home mm-hmm. and, and we talk about our days and we plan our lives together. You know, we talk about the future and, and what we're doing with our money and our time and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, and yeah, I have some hobbies. Um, and there's ministries to go home to. But yeah, exactly. And then I, I go home and there's, I, I consider Monday nights a ministry, you know, between yeah. ministering to some of the young men that are here and even some of the people who are more my age. Um, I, I know like, you know, Wednesday night is definitely a ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm not slacking off. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's actually a really important part of the Sabbath command. Um, so, you know, I, I want to kind of talk about this, you know, the Sabbath command is... Remember the, the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Um, six days, I, I'm going to say it in the King James English, because no, six days shalt thou work, mm-hmm. you know? And so to me, it's like, I, th- I think we need to be working six days. That doesn't mean six days at your job. It doesn't mean six days in the office or, mm-hmm. you know, teaching or whatever. But it's like, I, I think that there need to be six days a week where you're cultivating something. And to me, I think that that's the genius of how we were talking about this before the podcast, how Western civilization has been shaped mm-hmm. by the scriptures. It's like, let Saturday be your Sabbath. Chill, relax, take a day, yeah. you know, go to Disney with friends, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Sunday. That's a work day, man. Like you're in church. And even if you're not like teaching a class that day, like you're in there taking notes saying like, how can I, how can I apply the word to my life? You know, talking to people afterwards, Hey, did you hear the sermon? Like, what Mm -hmm. did you think? You know, uh, he, he said this, do you agree? Like, you know, either talking about the text or Mm -hmm. do a, another like Bible study type class Mm -hmm. or, or, uh, um, you know, serve like, you know, stack a chair or, um, like there's lots of, yeah, you know, teach, teach a children's class or, or or greet or do parking Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you can do. I, I like the idea of not thinking of Sunday so much as a, a day off. It's the Lord's Day, and I go, and I enjoy the people yeah. that I'm with, but I'm there to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I'm not there just to be a passive, um, you know, imbiber yeah, of whatever exactly. happens to be, whatever happens to be put in front of me. Like, I'm here to, mm-hmm. I'm here to shape what's going on, to participate, mm-hmm. not just, you know, watch it happen up front while mm-hmm. I, you know, sit there and maybe scroll through my phone from time to time and then wait for them to be done and yeah. eat the cracker and then try oh to God. beat the traffic out. Oh, you people know? that leave right after communion. I don't get it. I mean, I understand, but I definitely don't agree. Yeah. So it, it kind of, all the, all this talk about the South is it brings up the great meditative question of is your career or your job the most important thing in your life? Because I think the example that you talked about with a coworker saying, "Well, you got no overtime. You're not trying to like push mm-hmm. through here. Mm-hmm. God's advan- God's analyzing your life, and He's only really hyper focused on like, did you get career success? Yeah. And I think that's well, a- not even necessarily success, but did I put in was all these hours? Focus, because because focus. I get the idea that like if I was to coach a sport or do you know whatever else it is, it's like there would be more of an impact that I'm having on certain kids' lives. But that's to fair. me, I'm like. I want that impact to be that I started a Bible study or yeah. that I started a discipleship group or not, not that I, you know, 
coached mm-hmm. little league. Yeah, well, you know, baseball or whatever oh, it yeah, is. School. It's it's like, you know, I uh, now if if there was a weightlifting class, that is the only thing that I would yeah. be enthusiastic about uh, leading. But anyway, um, it it I've gotten used to it. You know, I I don't I don't harbor. I try not to harbor any resentment mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that. But yes, like my, my job is not me and it's not the only way that I'm mm-hmm. about building the kingdom. And the most mm-hmm. important way that I'm about building the kingdom is by trying to cultivate holiness in my own personal yeah. life. Well, you know, I, it's they're, like, they're... I've, I heard Paul Washer say like the thing my wife needs most in the world is for me to be more like Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing I need most in the world is for her to be more like mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? So... It's like that's mm-hmm. more so than any anything else mm-hmm. I can be doing. So, and I think that's what the Sabbath also helps teach our hearts, or the principle of the Sabbath, I might say, mm-hmm. is that the it's the a career or our our work is important, mm-hmm. but it is not the single definer of who mm-hmm. we are as people, and it's not the absolute most important without question thing mm-hmm. in our life that we can lay it aside for a time. Mm-hmm regularly mm-hmm. each week lay aside our our jobs put it out of our minds and that's fine mm. we're not doing a detriment um and i think that's i think that's something that's good because i think our society is getting more and more so career focused i think that's the thing that's disheartening with like the feminism movement mm. is saying that the narrative is that the way for women to be better the yeah. way for them to be um greater and more realized and all that is career yeah that's the only answer not like there's a bunch of other things that that life entails not well, that there's a family lot of other... yeah yeah um so uh I, w- I can't remember what i was watching but there was someone that was talking i feel like um uh, I, I don't want to quote it if i can't think of it but it's something something along the lines of like uh, a woman was asking about like why don't you identify as this because you're a pretty strong woman that's been that's, I think maybe it was like Judge Judy or something. And like, why don't you identify as a feminist? Yeah, and, and she was saying that she doesn't because she doesn't really feel like that's... She she wasn't doing it for the cause of women. Guys, like, she did it because mm. that was her, yeah. her personal dream. And it's... And it's, and w- the way she said it was like, she doesn't fit the narrative mm. of... Mm-hmm. Um, because... I, I can't remember who who else was there. But, it, but that, that narrative uh, that's coming up um, in our society today that's like that heavy focus on production mm. and that the most important thing is what you do and, mm. and work is extraordinarily important mm-hmm. and we want to have a robust theology of work. But I think the great thing about the Sabbath that it reminds us uh, is taking a break is not something we should feel guilty about. Mm. It's something that uh, we should actually, uh, it's to our detriment when we feel like we mm. need to constantly be working. Well, I, I feel like a, a good example that I heard I forget exactly where, but it's like, okay, if you're an apple farmer, then the Sabbath day is the day that you eat an apple pie, you know, and you're like, or drink some apple cider or whatever. It's like you just enjoy the fruit of your labor. And so if you're an apple farmer and you don't have that regularly, then you're just miserably toiling Mm -hmm. away for other people to enjoy the good Mm -hmm. product that you're making and you never really get to enjoy Mm -hmm. it yourself. Now, the thing is, like, most of us, we don't have a job where that's really applicable. And um, so I'm teaching about Karl Marx right now. And what I'll say is like, I think Karl Marx was spot on when it comes to identifying the problem. I think his solution was worse than the problem, but I think he actually did a really good job of identifying the problem 
um, for the world that he was living in. And part of it is like, look, you know, th think of if, if you're a shoemaker in the year 1600, you know, you have your workshop that's kind of like on the side of your house and you have your sons that you're training and you get to spend time like you're you work mm -hmm. at home and you're around your family during the day and you get to like people come over and they say, hey, you know, I need shoes. And mm -hmm. I remember last time these shoes were really good. And then you measure their feet mm -hmm. and you're like, OK, we'll come back on Tuesday and I'll have. And it's it's very kind of like natural. And then it's like, OK, we've gone away from that. And now everyone's working in factories for wages. So it's like you just you stand there and you punch holes in uh, fabric or leather mm -hmm. or whatever and you, you punch holes for 12 hours a day, and then you go home, and you don't, like, the thing that you made, even if it's awesome, you're totally removed from it. Like, you don't really get to enjoy it or appreciate it. You never made it. a full hat. It's like, yeah, exactly. You never made a hat. You just punch holes. So it's like you, and the thing is, you wind up with a world with more hats or more shoes or whatever, not necessarily higher quality, because people still will pay more mm -hmm. for handmade or handcrafted or artisan yeah. or whatever it is um versions of all these products but it's like the thing that you go home with is money you go home mm. with cash and granted you know that ain't nothing because no, then yeah. you get to yeah. you know you get to not die and mm -hmm. your family gets to not starve mm -hmm. to death so it's like you go home with money but then it's like okay money becomes the point it's like okay how do i leave with more money or how do i get mm. the job where i'm making more and so it's like you just kind of become obsessed because everyone is receiving the same reward. It's like we're all playing pinball and we're just looking for higher numbers, yeah. like a higher score. So it's like, okay, well, that's not the only way to measure mm. your success or your fulfillment mm. in life or whatever. So I think Marx did a great job of, of saying like, look, we're not apple farmers eating apple pies anymore. We're hole punchers walking away with, you know, a pittance of cash mm. in our pocket and uh, so I, I think it's important, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a teacher and one of the things that really keeps me going is that I get to see the fruit of my labor. Yeah. You know, like I, I get to talk to students and they'll they will say things that are like a Mr. Bergnerism. You know, it's like they, they will say things that they've heard me say over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask them because they'll talk about dating or whatever. And I'm like, so, okay, first of all, I don't think you should be dating. And they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I know, because, you know, I should be, uh, you know, producing more than I consume mm -hmm. before I date. And I'm like, hey, that I'm, it's frustrating that they're still dating or whatever. Um, but I know they're going to do the things they're going to do. Mm -hmm. But still, the fact that they've internalized that, like I didn't trigger them towards saying that. They just kind of have internalized that. And hopefully that's something that they carry forward with mm -hmm. them throughout their lives and so it's like being able, um, I, I know that this is such a bastardized word, but um, like an influencer, mm -hmm. you know, it's like mm -hmm. so many people want to be an influencer. And by that, they mean they want to post pictures of themselves on Instagram in not a lot of clothes after a workout and mm -hmm. people be like, oh, now I'm motivated to work out. It's like, mm -hmm. that's not an influencer, you know, mm -hmm. but, but to be a, I think being a teacher is so cool, especially when mm -hmm. there are kids that I taught in sixth grade that they're seniors now. You know, mm. and I've watched them turn from, you know, children mm -hmm. to like they're burgeoning on the on the mm -hmm. threshold of adulthood. Mm. And uh, that's that's really encouraging. So all that to say, like, I get to see the fruit of my labor. I get to enjoy mm. the fruit of my labor. You know, I have students that have mm -hmm. graduated 
that I taught for years and now they come over on Mondays and they, you know, continually ask me theology questions and tell me about their lives and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So like those relationships are worth far more to me than Okay, they're not. I'm not saying they're worth more to me than the money that I made. If no, if they only a, paid me in that experience and it. not money, I would not show up. There's but, something to it where you have there's yeah. more, way more reward and meaning behind it. I feel like mm -hmm. whenever there's a tangible return, or like when I'll well say something in the in when I'm ministering or doing like being part of one of the, my ministries, and then a week, couple weeks later, someone will repeat back like, "Oh, remember when you said this." It was really great, and I've been just chewing on that, and I put it into practice. Like, there's mm -hmm. very few pleasures in this world that I, that really match that. Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, someone listened to what I said for one. Mm -hmm. They remembered what I said, and then they used it, and it made their and life it, that, better. It benefited them. Yeah, like that's such. Like, yeah, it, it's so inexpressible. Cool. And the other thing is that's not just in like the teaching or ministering field, like. When I was working at the store I was working at, and I gave a recommendation, someone comes back and goes, that was really great, and you built a relationship, like, I really appreciate that you helped me there, mm. and my life, was I enjoyed mm -hmm. that better, and my life was, it, it enriched my life, the way you helped me, and offered this suggestion, and, and it's not as, as, you know, powerful a thing as that, but it's still really powerful of having those connections that you mm. miss when it's just, here's the transaction, and money's well, silent. And, like... I say this from time to time. It's weird because I remember my high school teachers. Mm. And I'm just thinking, oh, shoot. Like, I'm going to be the high school teacher that these people remember. And it's like, okay, so for better or worse, you know? Like, what, what's it going to be? Am I going to be someone who took a genuine interest in their lives and tried to point them to mm -hmm. Jesus and challenge them and everything? Or, I, I, I mean, I know some people... Thankfully, I don't feel like we have a lot of this at, at our school. Um, but it's like there are teachers who really just want to be liked by the kids. Mm. Like they want, they want, like they don't want to have to confront them. They don't want the kids to think they're mean. They don't want the th the kids to think that you know they're uh, strict or harsh or whatever. Like they want to crack jokes or whatever. And it's like I see, I see people lead or try to lead like that, and people don't respect that. You know, yeah. but at the same time, it's like um, to, to be able to be someone who's challenging them. And, and I see growth in holiness in them mm -hmm. like that is wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, I was saying that, you know, not everyone can have that. But then I'm going to retract that statement of, you know, not everyone gets to be a teacher. But like, no, mm -hmm. anyone that is a parent mm -hmm. oh, yeah. can have this. And will whether mm -hmm. they like it or not. Yeah. Realize because how many good teacher, bad teacher. I mean, yeah. how many uh, stories are there of like of when you talk to? I mean, even even um, people in like their fifties and sixties when they're like, my dad used to say this, this, this. My dad used to this, and mm -hmm. they can recite like almost every one of their mm -hmm. lessons that mm -hmm. their father taught them, and they're that many years old. So it's one of those mm -hmm. things of like. You know, you're gonna be a dad soon. Like, isn't mm. that kind of cool to think about the fact that your lessons not only are they gonna be listened to, but down the road your children are gonna be like, yeah, I remember that my dad always said, yeah, uh, wow. you know, insert oh, this here. Man, I'm so yeah, I'm so stoked. So I, I don't want to. So like that reward is still there, and that's why I think a lot of people not only should choose to prioritize their their family, mm. but um. Like need to see that as not a lesser lesser thing of mm -hmm. you know career is so important. 
career gives you a lot of times the jobs that you have that you you know like you're saying money mm. isn't nothing and but cash is kind of silent whereas mm. you have an opportunity if you have children mm -hmm. to do to be that teacher teaching yeah. to them and to to do but, something that's meaningful and cause them to grow and even just little things of like if you say well i'm not that su i'm not super wise or i'm not a great teacher I'm like you teach them how to tie their shoes there's something rewarding mm. about that mm -hmm. that you did that and helped someone and their life is better for mm. it and that's like that's something i'm super grateful that i was directed and got it right early on mm. like uh so I, i've I, man i feel like i've been I no, I've definitely been listening to Vody Bauckham for over ten years. Mm -hmm. You know, and his Love and Marriage series that he did is four hours. I probably listened to it like twelve times before I got married, and and him and Paul Washer's Biblical Manhood series that mm -hmm. I also listened to a ton before I got married. It's like, you know, the the most important job, uh, like Paul Washer will say. You know, sometimes I'll sit down on a plane and people will say like, "What do you do?" Uh, you know, that's like a, like, where are you from and what do you do? Those mm -hmm. are the, the main two questions. It's like, what do you do? And he'll say, I'm a husband. And they're like, oh, that's like, that's cool. Like, yeah. you know, but like, what do you do? Like, what's your, what's your mm -hmm. job? And he'll go, oh, I'm a father. And it, they're like, oh, are you like a stay at home? Like, you know, does, does your wife work? And mm -hmm. he said, and he'll go, no, my wife stays at home with the kids. I'm like, I'm, I'm a pastor. Uh, but it's like, those are the, that's my first job yeah. is being a husband. And if I'm if I'm a famous pastor of a church of a thousand people and my marriage is in shambles, like I fail, you know, who, who cares, mm -hmm. who cares if I'm writing books and, you know, getting all these deals, like my primary ministry is my ministry to my wife. And if I'm working, if it's not ministry, whatever else it is, like my primary job is husband and mm -hmm. cultivating my relationship with my wife. And so if I'm working seven days a week and I'm never taking time off, you know, to, to rest, like, it, like I said, I don't, I almost don't want people to think of the Lord's Day as their rest day because it's a service day, but it's like, okay, then you'd have, let's say you'd have Saturday and like you just hang out, like you're just with your people mm -hmm. or you go to Disney or you go to a restaurant or you go to the park or you go to, you know, just whatever it is, you just enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think is so cool for all the, for all the fact that I wish they were following Jesus it's so cool that the Jewish community, it's like, look, you know that if you try to call them on a Saturday, they're not picking up. Yeah. It's not like, oh, but it's really important. And like, I, I got tickets to the, like, they're never going to pick up. Mm. And uh, that commitment mm -hmm. to what I referred to earlier and what I've heard referred to as sacred time and space. It's like, no, this time belongs to God. Like it's, it's, it's his. And it's like the scripture, we were talking about this before. So often in the scripture, when God talks about the Sabbath, he's like, I've given you the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Not so. Yeah, he commands us to observe the Sabbath, but it's like, I've given you this. Like your boss telling you, I'm giving you Saturday. I'm giving mm -hmm. you Saturday off, you know. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. So, it, you know, just to, to have time to spend with those people and make memories and enjoy each other and not feel like you have something like a task or a list of tasks that, oh, I better get these things mm. done. It's like, it's so beautiful. Mm. So It's such an interesting thing that we argue of like, should, should Christians do a Sabbath or should we do a Sabbath? When you're talking about that, it's like, how wild is that? Mm. Like, it shouldn't be anything that we debate mm. because it's like, you're going to work and work is tough and backbreaking and mm. you're going to do it six days a week. And you know what? I'm going to give you one day where you get to rest. And our first thought is, 
oh, hang on. Do we have to do, do that? Do I have to? Is that yeah. an obligation? Yeah. Do we need to do we need to set rules down on how we have to do this? It's like mm. it's like I feel like God is just looking at the computer and be like, dude, just have fun. Yeah. Well, like, can I flip a light switch on? You're overthinking this. Yeah. Go have fun. <laughs> Go be with your family. And I yeah. think I think a cool thing that you can definitely do as a family that would be really neat to do is like have a, a day set aside where, you know, in the morning you've got family time and you're with mm. your kids and you're mm-hmm. having fun. And then at night you get a babysitter and you and your wife go on a date. It's like, yeah. So you've got family time, morning family time, you know, hanging mm-hmm. out, watching cartoons together. Play some board games. Play some you know, board whatever. games, you know, go for well, a walk you, in the park. I don't like board games. Uh, I don't like the really in-depth, like intense. <laughs> competitive ones. Not the board games. I don't like the really in-depth, competitive, intense board game people. <laughs> That's fair. It's more of, it's more of the group. I will say I'm a different person. When I play certain games, especially um, the my most of them are the, the thing that changes me the most is catchphrase. Catchphrase. Yeah. I'm the worst version of myself when I'm playing catchphrase I because I'm impatient it. and I'm like, why would you not have said this word? Like this is such the obvious better word. So yeah, I get really <laughs> short with people whenever it comes to that. Um, but yeah, like playing games, just enjoying really each cool other. Things you can do. Is, yeah, I like having you. a date night. I yeah. think the idea of having like a a eight every week date night or at least it's like every week we can go on a date this night not necessarily that we're going to or that we're going to get out of the house we might just be at home or whatever like i think that's really important so this is something Hmm. you know getting into something that i'm kind of convicted about because there's all these different views on the sabbath some people think okay you it must be saturday that you take off as a day of rest um some people would say, no, Sabbath is now the Lord's Day, and you need to take mm-hmm. off the Lord's Day as a, as a day of rest, mm-hmm. which, again, I think thinking it's of church as something that you just sit back and enjoy and not something that you're like a, a task or not mm-hmm. task, but like a mission field that you're working is not necessarily the most right-headed thing. Some people will say like, oh, Jesus is our Sabbath, and so we don't have to worry about that anymore. And some people, and I think I, I think I'd probably fall into this camp. This or the Saturday camp. Uh, the the other view is like, you need to take a day off every week. It can be, uh, mm-hmm. I've heard Matt Chandler say like for him, he says my Sabbath is from uh, Monday night to Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So like from, you know, Monday I get home from the office and like, you know, we, I'll go out in the yard with the kids and, you know, mm-hmm. we'll put up the tent and watch a movie on a laptop or whatever mm-hmm. and just like, you know, look up at the stars or whatever it is. And then, like, I wake up, and we have, you know, family time together, and then, uh, you know, my wife and I will spend some, and then, but, like, Tuesday night, I'm on my laptop, and, like, I'm working mm. on the sermon for Sunday, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's, okay, so it's 24 hours, but it's kind of movable, and it can mm-hmm. be a different place, a different uh, time for different people. So I either will buy into that, or I'll buy into, no, it should always be on Saturday, because I mm-hmm. actually think that, like we were talking about before, having this... Uh, time period where like all of us all of us are yeah off we're all relaxing we're all like let's let's go to the parks how do i know that you don't work well i know that you're not working because it's saturday yeah. you know and I maybe you have something helpful. else scheduled um where you're not constantly like everybody's doing their own thing like there's yeah, but unity to it sacred time and space like yeah. this is off limits this is sanctified this is mm-hmm. this belongs wholly to the lord mm-hmm. and um, i think that you should not do the sabbath the way that the Pharisees did in the sense that they were like, 
down to the last detail. Like, we can't mm. do that. You can't do this. Because the Sabbath, yeah. I don't think, is about, like, the can'ts. I think it's about the shoulds. Mm. Like, you should take a rest. You should mm-hmm. lay aside your normal work. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, can you can you? Yeah, you read about those laws. Yeah, can you collect a bundle of sticks to make a fire on the beach? Of course you can, because you're not a lumberjack. Mm. You're having fun with your family on the beach. And you oh, make what about that it. kid that was collecting sticks on the Sabbath, though? <sighs> To start a fire. Well, in that sense, in the in the old uh, old time, I think I feel like it's more of it. I don't see that we have a what do you call it like a a direct one for one in the sense of the mm. command obligation of this is the covenant sign, you know, uh, framework that you have to be doing. Yeah, no, I'm um, with you. But I do think that that the Sabbath is echoed in of like the Christians should be doing this. Um, and, and so I'm not trying to, like, modify it, but I do think that there's a level to which you want to be like, well, what's restful to do? Mm. And for me, I can't imagine how parsing every single little work thing and making sure that mm. you're not doing it all day is restful. Yeah. Like, to say, I want to I want to go grab a bowl of cereal. I can't open a door on a Sabbath. Mm. So I can't open a fridge, so I can't go do that. Like, mm. how is that relaxing, constantly thinking through the cans? Mm. And maybe there's Jewish communities that can do that where they're they're not hyper-focused on that. I just feel like it should be a day where you lay aside your normal work so you're not doing your, your career job. Mm-hmm. Like, you're laying aside a lot of, like, the labor and doing what's restful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if uh, if it's restful for you to go on runs, go, mm-hmm. go to that. If it's, that's not restful for you, do something different. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it feels like uh, work to be you know, reading a bunch of books, then don't do that. Do what's, do what is, is restful. But I feel Mm. like, I think what I, I think is the wisest thing. I don't know if it's like an ought or imperative, but I think it's the wisest thing to do is that to make Sabbath a communal thing, a Mm. community thing, Mm -hmm. not just a you rest and you go off and have your time, but like make it family day, make Mm. it time to go out with other friends. I will say like, uh, yeah, the, the more that I think of it as being a community event, the more I feel like I can get excited about it mm-hmm. and really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I said all that because it's like, okay, so I'm between the two views of either it's movable or it should be Saturday. But the reality is I'm not taking a Sabbath, period. Mm. And it's like, okay, is this sinful or is this just stupid? Is mm. it stupid of me or is this something that like I... Mm. I'm in danger, you know, if I, if I continue on in this, because it's like, okay, I'm a teacher. So I work Monday through Friday. Um, Saturday morning, to be honest, is usually when I do my pursuit stuff. That's when I get my lesson ready for the fall. I I prep a lot of emails and Mm -hmm. I get my lesson ready for the next Wednesday. Um, because if I don't do that, I mean, it might not get done until like now I find myself rushing to get it done. Um, you know, Wednesday during my planning period before I leave to, it's, and I don't want to do that. So I put, I try to put a lot of time in on Saturday. Um, and then, you know, I'm very, 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 very happy that we're not having Saturday night church anymore. Yeah. Um, because that was also a bummer if I had to be there on a Saturday night. So it's like, okay, my Saturday morning is burnt and my Saturday night is burnt. I might've had a relatively relaxing afternoon, but then uh, I go to church and I'm, you know, serving in some capacity. Maybe we have a round table or whatever. Uh, maybe I'm just manning the chili cook-off sign-in or mm-hmm. sign-up booth. Uh, so that's work. And then uh, 
And then at the end of the day, or at the end of the church day, like I go home and it's laundry and it's uh, dishes, you know, whatever, like maybe try to go for a walk with my wife and then I'm back at work. Mm. Now, I say all that as someone who, I don't know, 30 minutes ago was bragging about my work-life balance. And I really Mm. do feel like in a lot of aspects I have a healthy work-life balance, but I never have a day that I am off. So... Mm. How do you think I should be thinking through that? Yeah. That's, I feel like I'm in a similar boat to you of, mm. of and I think the way I want to start fra- framing it, I almost said phrasing it, framing it is, um, should I be having a day, not necessarily like, should I have a day off? Should I have a, should I be having a day that's reserved? Mm. Um, because it can be one thing to say, well, yeah, that's my off day. And then can it easily forget and like, oh, mm. I have to put things off to that. But to have a day that's reserved and say, mm. and so that means when some, like you were talking about, when someone calls you and says, "Hey, can you help with this?" You say no because mm-hmm. that day is reserved. Like that, that's a busy, mm-hmm. that's a booked day. Or to have a day that where it's like, well, you know, you're sitting on a Thursday or Friday night, and you're like, "Well, I got to do this lesson, and I mm. could power through it now, but I'd rather just like go out and do something." It's like, well, I'm going to take that time because then tomorrow mm. is because, and, and instead of seeing it as, well, I can just do it tomorrow, it's like, well, I can't. So I got it either today or can I do it Sunday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if I have the option of these days, but instead of being, so that's something that I want to start doing a little bit more of is saying my, I feel like my Saturday, mm. um, which is kind of natural for me. So usually what Saturdays have been for me is I do, uh, like a park in the morning. I like to go early. <laughs> so I do a park, uh, and this hasn't been typical at all, but this was something that this you just used the word usually. So, um, it hasn't, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I meant to say, I want to speak more fast. It hasn't been typical the last few weeks. Okay. There but we go. what has been typical, what has been usual for me um, until recently was going like early in the morning because I like it because it's, you know, a little less crowded. I'm a morning person, you know, and then like at a 10 or 11, I'm like, I'm done what I need done. I don't tend to stay that long. Leave and see if there's people that want to hang out or like get lunch or something like that. And then kind of just hang out, read or watch a movie gosh this past saturday was great it was we had a theologian visit our church in the morning and then went to lunch with him and then in the afternoon we just hung out for like five hours see that's like what i'm talking about like have a day where it's that and then i'm not yeah that was a great sabbath i'm not saying like oh i need to get caught up on or i need to do well that was a great sabbath and then i got home and i was like i haven't done my pursuit stuff and I know next Saturday is the chili cook-off, and so I'm not going to be able to get anything done, so mm-hmm. I need to get ahead. And so that means that I worked a little bit on stuff on Saturday night, mm-hmm. you know, still wanted to spend some time with my wife. And then Sunday, I got home, and I just got right back into into pursuit stuff. And then, you know, I went to school today, and then I came, yeah. you know, granted, I, I feel like this is kind of chill time. Like, even though it's a workout, which you would yeah. think, like, oh, that must be the most strenuous part of your... Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but it's... It refreshes my soul, yeah. you know? I do think that so. there are rest times throughout the week, too. So instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, I've got to make sure that I have a 24-hour mm-hmm. um, day, um, sometimes I'm like, I, I kind of appreciate like the, the old thing, like sun, sunrise or sunset to sunrise. Mm. And I think instead of being mm-hmm. like, oh, i got to make it make days like 24-hour little, little periods. Yeah. Um, I I like the idea. I heard uh, there's a book called The TechWise Family, mm-hmm. and it's about like trying to make rules for your how your people in your family like how you use your cell phones or laptops or whatever. And he said that what they do is one hour a day 
one day a week, one week a year. There's no cell phones. Mm. Um, like every, everything is away. So I believe their one hour a day is like they always have dinner together. And at mm-hmm. the dinner table, your, your cell phone is away. Um, one day a week. So on the Lord's Day, like no mm. cell phone. That's cool. Like, you know, if someone calls you yeah. and you answer it, but you're not scrolling through stuff, you're not checking your social media, you don't even really text. Like unless you, if you have to, you can call someone. Um, and then one week a year, like they just put them away and they go on vacation together that's and cool. he I has, like I, he, he'll say like, I have an outgoing email or a, uh, an email auto response that says like, look, you know, if this email is important, you're going to need to email me Sunday or, uh, on Monday. Like, I'm not going to check this, you know, the, yeah. the email that you're sending me right now, when I get, when I get back, I'm going to delete it. So if you really need this mm. like ASAP, then as soon as is possible for you is on Monday. So you need That's to send me this like, email again yeah. on Monday. And I'm like, man, that's so, that's so cool. Like to, I just love the idea of having, um, these boundaries where it's like, no, this is off limits. This is my family time. This is my Bible time. This is my church time. This is, um, and just kind of structuring it that way, I think is, is so healthy, you know, instead of just kind of like trying to find little pockets of, uh, what's the word respite, um, just wherever you can. I do think I I think that is is good because that's what uh, the other thing is is instead of being like, well it's only gonna be this day and I gotta be gotta be re- you know working constantly the rest of the days. It's like well you get a lot of time throughout the week that you might be able to mm-hmm. possibly. I tend to try to fill up my entire week, so I got my ministry in the at, in the evenings. I want I try to have something each day of the week, um, so I have my work and my ministries and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have time like this, like mm-hmm. where it is, it is restful. So it, and that shouldn't be like overlooked mm-hmm. of a work-life balance. Cause it's like, well, yeah, I don't have like a single day this week or something like that, but you do have times that you've taken to intentionally rest and to mm-hmm. you know, foster community, all that. I do think it is, it is good to have a day, mm-hmm. um, for the sake of, um, cause I think productivity for productivity's sake can be something that puffs up pride mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm saying this as someone who's like, not a, like a, a extro- extreme worker. I'm not like the guy who's like, you got this many hours a week. You should be working this many hours minimum. Mm. Get a second job. If you're not like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I don't, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm a little bit more like, man, when's the working day done? I want to go <laughs> hang with friends and all and talk um, mm. and catch up on reading and stuff like that. But even still, I want to make sure that, uh, there is there is time set aside. There's mm. time set aside for, and to be intentional with the Lord and like be worshipful of like, mm-hmm. man, isn't this awesome that I'm not worrying and putting out fires and I get a day where I'm resting and having fun with family and this is a gift from God mm-hmm. and not to think of it like, oh, this is super cool that I that I was able to work my schedule to have this day of being like, mm. this is a gift from God that He pushed me to do this. This mm. is a gift that He's given. So well, and be you. Worshipful. You definitely appreciate it more if you have been working. Yeah. You know, like, I, f- I feel like a lot of people, they get so much rest or downtime or Netflix time or whatever throughout the week that it's like, well, I mean, you know, why would I take a whole day? Um, but if, if you were exhausted, that's like, um, you know, they say, I think it's probably true. I think I have a good enough understanding of history to say that this is almost certainly true, that we work more hours now than we have historically. Like in, in Western civilization, typically you would work like five or six hours a day, 
-hmm. and it was hard work like Mm -hmm. sometimes it was backbreaking work but it's like you know you would you'd wake up early and you'd work for you know about three hours and then you would rest in the middle of the day like the heat of the day yeah and then at the end of the day like you'd you'd polish off your work with another two three hours Mm -hmm. of work and uh you know kind of finish everything in you know maybe bringing in crops things like that Mm -hmm. um and then you would like sit around the fire with your family and play some instruments Mm -hmm. and sing some songs together and tell some stories and and or like you know just go out and hang out with other people and and it's very like community based and now like we're considered on the clock not saying that everybody's you know grinding for all of those hours like you're on the clock for eight hours a day five days a week and then you're also like a lot of people have more than one job or they're working overtime or your job you is know? expecting you like they're yeah they're, they're expecting, expecting you to do, do things. extra so yeah. then they'll promote you if you put in the extra work extra yeah I, I, I don't i get I the hate, idea of, yeah. but I, I do hate that because it's like i'm working the hours we agreed on yeah. you and me yeah and you don't it's like when people yeah. say well if you're if you're uh on time you're late if you're early you're on time I'm like, how about if you tell me to be here at eight and I'm here at eight, we're good. Yeah. You know, and and I don't just mean like, you know, walking in the door, shaking the the snow off my coat in Florida. But it's like, how about if I'm in the door and at my desk and ready to work at eight o'clock, I'm not late. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that. I think that's really unhealthy. It is. Putting that kind of expectation on someone. Like but at the same time, it's like you need to be there. Yeah. You need to be there. At and and I love earliness. Like I show up early to church and I hate tardiness. I hate like f- even for myself, like if, if I'm going to be late to something, I feel shame yeah. wash over me. I'm like, man, I'm so mortified. Like I told these people I was going to be there at this yeah. time and that I'd be able to help yeah. them. And, and now they're going to be sitting around waiting on me. And most people don't really care. But uh, but still, yeah. I feel like it's, it's a good principle. It's courtesy, um, you know. And having those rules is so, mm-hmm. like I said, healthy boundaries, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so I do think I do think that's important historically to look at. If we there is a lot of demand. I mean, uh, even my grandparents like having a dairy farm. You you had it. The downside of it is like we have freedom now, where we clock mm-hmm. out and you can go anywhere. They had they were tied to the land because twice a day you had to I think like milk and feed the cows, mm-hmm. so they couldn't go anywhere that was more than a half a day's journey because they had to be back. Yeah, because you can't just leave leave the cows uncared for but it was what it was usually done is like you know you wake up at like 5 five thirty in the morning you do all your chores cows milk the milk and the cows feeding mm-hmm. them getting all that done all the household stuff breakfast you eat breakfast and then like around like 10 30 11 you go take a nap mm-hmm. and then you like wake up later and start working again so it, it literally mm-hmm. was like a uh a whole different different side of things yeah you know which i Kind of would love that schedule of you know I'm get, I'm getting up I'm like waking up at like six thirty in the morning working real hard during where my my mind is like most sharp. Those are my best and hours, then, man. Yeah, my best and then hours getting are like eleven, like six and eleven. It yeah. usually hits ten thirty eleven for me where I'm like I just want to take a break mm-hmm. until like maybe like even even for me maybe this is excessive like I would love to be let's say we're working, uh, what like a, a six seven hour day, mm-hmm. so wake up at get to work and at like let's say 6 30 6 30 to 11 how many hours is that that's what five, that's five hours or no four so hours it's four, four and a half, four and a half hours, hours. Yeah. and then i would love to not come back to the, the 
the work, like rest and, you know, eat lunch and have a nap and nap and, you know, do my own, do other things like read and stuff and then not come back to like three. Mm. And then for me, it's like, I like to work three to six. You to work those, three to six. Those hours are good hours for me too. And then like, yeah. and then having like dinner at six. Yeah. And I feel like that hits seven, eight hours, right? That, that hits eight. Yeah. yeah. If, if you work 6.30 to schedule. 11 and then 3 to 6.30, then you're working. But I th- I think that also puts you in kind of a weird place where most people are off by 5. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know if I would need a four-hour break in the middle of the day, but I do love the idea of a two-hour break, you know? That would be nice. Even if Maybe it's just... Maybe four is a bit excessive. Yeah, but I feel two, like two hours, like, I want to eat, I want to just rest, yeah. I want to lay down, hit, like, a quick nap, and then... I'm up and I'm like, okay, okay, I got, I got the I just, energy. I'll finish. Up it's one of the things for me. It's like you know? I know that like my, the hardest hours of uh, of the day for me are like, eleven, mm. uh, to one. Cause I take my lunch at one. It's like mm. eleven to one is always the toughest stretch. Mm. I can shoot through, so I'll wake up at, I'll clock in at seven, and I can like shoot through mm. until like ten and be like, oh, nothing time, no time has passed, or it felt mm. like no time has passed at all. I've been working and all, that. and then from like ten forty to one it's like oh this 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 feels mm. like more longer than the rest mm. of the day combined yeah i i am i do feel conviction and it's not like it's just starting to dawn on me like i've i've been thinking about the sabbath really since we've gotten into the book of genesis nicole mm-hmm. and i which would have been back uh like maybe beginning of february mm-hmm. and so it's like you know i see the sabbath as this beautiful like kindness of god to have mm-hmm. to have given this to us and then it's also this grave command. It's like I don't, I don't want to be, mm. I don't want to be disobeying a command. I know we're not under Mosaic law, but the Sabbath comes before Moses. Mm. Not, you know, the Sabbath is something that harkens back to creation. Mm-hmm. So it's not like post fall. This mm-hmm. is something we should do. So part of me is like, I, I think I might really want to start moving my pursuit, uh, writing and everything. Like maybe moving that to Sunday, mm-hmm. and saying like, look, Saturday mornings, I'm just gonna chill. Yeah, spend time with my wife. I'm gonna, you know, maybe go for a walk. Maybe go to first watch with you guys. You yeah, know, get some breakfast should. and everything, and uh, just just enjoy myself. And mm-hmm. all day Saturday is just a, it's, it's a day of rest. Yeah. And then, but that what that's gonna mean, the price I'm gonna pay for that is that I'm gonna need to find time to make up those hours. You yeah. know, To make up and that's it's the like okay, I'm gonna. Piece. Yeah. So I that means that you know maybe. Uh, I need to prep my emails on uh, Thursday night and maybe I need to do, you know, a good chunk of my lesson prep on a Tuesday night or something mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but to be able to gain that Saturday morning is a pretty big deal, I would say. I feel so. like it might even be, I was going to say to test it, but you know, don't put the Lord your God to a test to take a scripture <laughs> out of context. Um, <laughs> but test it out and see how it works. Like, yeah. Try it, try it, and it's like it might be that God rewards that, and it's yeah. like a beautiful time where it goes. Mm. It's almost because I mean, like, for me, the reason why I tend to like to load up my week with things each night is like during the week you're already working, you're already in a worker mindset, and you go home, and yeah, you want a break, but it's like you're already you're already in the work mindset, and then you mm. get to Saturday, and it's like oh, I don't want to pick up and work again. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like for me, uh, when I was doing, whenever I would have to do preaching on top of my working, I would do like. Uh, I would, I, I, there was a time where I, I learned about it on Tuesday. And so like Wednesday night, 
I got home from work and was working on the research. And then Thursday night, I was working on writing the outline. And Friday night, I was like, Friday night, everybody's out doing something. I'm like, no, mm. I'm going to get this done Friday night. Mm -hmm. So Saturday is free. Mm. And I'm mm -hmm. not, uh, like, spending all day Saturday. Mm. as like, mm. I'll just do it then. I was like, well, I only have two days off of my normal job. Mm. I'm already kind of in production, like, mental mm. mind mode mm -hmm. during the week. So why not? The week, mm. I mean, the weekday's done, like, half done mm. when I get home from work. So why not add that work to there instead of being like, well, I want free time on the weekdays as well. Yeah. That's kind of my thinking of, yeah. I can do extra work on the weekdays because we already get a lot of time off technically, mm. eight hours a day, mm -hmm. and then we got the rest of the afternoon yeah. um, and evening off. So that's, that's the way I tend to do it, try to think of it. Of, uh, it seems like it would be a lot because you're already working, but... On the flip side of it, it's like, it's not that much because you're already working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really do think I'm going to start doing that. Um, you know, just take all day Saturday mm -hmm. and then I'll find time. Uh, you know what else I've, I've, I feel like I haven't done it super consistently, but when I do it, I really enjoy it. So I wake up at 530 in the morning, um, mm -hmm. you know, for, for work, I wake up, I, you know, have coffee, spend time in the word. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to wake up slow and then mm -hmm. by about 620, I'm out the door. Mm -hmm. um, so what has been actually really nice is on my days off, still wake up at 530. Yeah. Have a nice, you know, long, slow morning and then hit a nap. Yeah. Dude, naps are like so underrated man it, it is so wild that it's really helpful. yeah like we used it's so wild that we used to fight naps when we were kids and now it's like they're they're just people don't talk about napping enough they're really, man they're really, really helpful. <laughs> and part of that's the culture you know the grind culture mm -hmm. so um mm. yeah so I, I think i'm gonna start doing that uh still haven't figured out what i'm gonna give up for lent but mm -hmm. i might i might try some of the like news checking like checking mm. to see what what are the updates okay yeah maybe I... but i'll i'll see i feel like that or uh maybe, maybe gluten yeah part of me was like oh what if i gave up like gluten dairy and added sugar and then i'm like and ah, now i'm just doing this because of health reasons you know yeah. like to kind of experiment That's with my fair. health um and, and those, one thing i want to say to the side like those seem like small categories. Uh, they were miraculous for me for helping with my acid oh, reflux. Yeah. But y it sounds like small categories. That's like 60% of the food that's around. I us. was going to say that's probably 90% of the food. It is. Like it cuts it, it, things so that don't out. have gluten or added sugar or dairy in them, that is very rare. Mm -hmm. You know? So you're basically eating meat and vegetables that at was, that point. When I was on the. I, would, I was doing the like um, some kind Tuesday of group sandwich. on. I was doing the Tuesday group at uh, the um, Celebration Town Tavern, mm -hmm. and they have this. They have a pretty extensible menu. Mm -hmm. I looked on it uh, and was like, "Okay, what can I have with my gut reset?" There were two salads. Wow. That I could have because of like the gluten free plus like the whole food paleo kind of thing, mm -hmm. and, and that no dairy and all that. And even then, it's like, here's the dressing. I know the dressing has added sugar, so it was kind of a cheat. I had to lightly pour the raspberry vinaigrette on it, which was like their lowest calorie dressing. Mm. And it's like, it was really cool because I, I got steak. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it sounds like, oh, well, I'd be miserable. I'm like, no, you still get meat. Mm -hmm. It's just bread kind of like when you're at a place that does like a lot of burgers, mm -hmm. bread kind of washes the menu clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose I could always ask for like without the bun, but I was like, ah, 
steak salad. Their steak salad was pretty yeah. good. I might do something diet related, but mm-hmm. I I want to think on it. I want to I want to maybe observe myself this week. It's Monday, you know, and observe yeah. myself this week and be like, where am I? Where am I wasting time that it's like this time would be so much better spent just spending more getting deeper into mm-hmm. the word, you know. And uh, I think that's helpful because I want to look through and not just find something that's like, oh, I really enjoy this. So maybe I'll take it out. Like, you know, um, I, I could do like, oh, I'll, I won't do cookies because I tend to like really mm. enjoy going to like crumble. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that every single day. Yeah. So it's like I want to look through and see what's something that's like daily that I could mm. that's a practice that may maybe give me more time for prayer and mm. reflection if I got rid of it. And also, I want something that, not in a, in a masochist way, but I want something that hurts a little bit. Yeah. Like you want something that gives you hunger pains, yeah. that makes you feel like, oh, because I think it is a great quote to go back to Calvin of an idol, you know, if you're, you know, your art's always producing idol factory, your mm. art's always an idol factory, and I think maybe it's Tim Keller that took that and added onto it, and was like, well, what is an idol? Um, if you want to find out an idol, the quick test is, um, what? how do you respond to something when it's taken away from you? Yeah. And so that's, I feel like that's what fasting helps with. Oh, man. For me, it's like Netflix was becoming, or not Netflix, but entertainment became such a big idol at that point in my life. Like, why mm. does, and that was the question. It's like, why does this do feel so, so much, bad? Right? Why do I describe this as be having an arm cut off? Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably because like this is, beca- this becomes my source of uh, fulfillment mm. of my life is not complete until I have the TV turned on and I'm mm. sucked into it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helpful of, well, of, it, of fasting also fasting in this way that we're talking about like finding something and giving it up mm. almost helps like prod us and be like is this becoming an idol mm-hmm. am i idolizing this neat yeah it's pretty pretty neat yeah i uh i want to like i said i want to observe myself this week and per- it's perfect we have a week you know that's fair. so ash wednesday is a week from wednesday that's true march is coming so. up March is an exciting month. It is, man, for uh, many, many reasons. Yeah. Could February be an exciting month? No. Or no? No, it's definitely going to I'm allowed March. in March, but not February. You're allowed. March 1st. That's on, what I was... Do it on Ash Wednesday. I, I literally asked that. I was like, so, like, when... To, it, to propose. Yeah. So, I was like, when in March? For those to I was like, uninitiated. I was, like, I was like, when in March? Could I do, like... like so, because I was like, I was literally like, like so, you, so you mean, like, the end of March? Like, no, March is like... So you're saying the first to the thirty first? It's like yeah, and I'm like, cool. So you just gave me for the first. <laughs> I probably, yeah, it's Tuesday, homie. I probably won't because that is that is really really soon. But yeah, just the fact of saying that I was like, oh, cool. Just to clarify, I think our proposiversary is March eighth. Okay. So if you want to be proposiversary buddies, huh? I was thinking on St. Patrick's Day, but I don't think I want it to be a holiday. Yeah. I don't know. So you'll figure it out. Yeah. Alright, man. Well Awesome. Problem Good, good talking. Discussed. Maybe problem not solved, dis- but discussed. Yeah, I don't think well yeah, we did discuss some problems, but uh we have we definitely have work to do. But uh mm-hmm. God is patient. Mm. Alright. Goodbye. <laughs>